Hello and welcome to the Create with Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Hutton. I'm a business coach and a virtual assistant, and I am on a mission to help you create a life by your own design. I want to inspire and empower you to transform not only your bank account, but your life from the inside out. Inside the Create with Confidence podcast, we will dive into all things creating a career online. From mindset to marketing, you'll hear thought-provoking stories and conversations that will make you feel seen, that will challenge you and give you ideas, inspiration, and strategies around building a business, social media, confidence, sales, self-belief, content creation, working with clients, and so much more. I want you to leave this podcast with the strategy around how to create a life-first business and lifestyle, the mindset that will help you believe that your biggest dreams are possible for you, and the confidence so that you can take those action steps and make it a reality for you. Welcome to the podcast. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Create with Confidence podcast. Today's guest is Kendall Emerson. She is the creative mind behind Candid Marketing Co. And she is also one of my current clients. Inside this week's episode, she shares her journey from being a freelancer to now being an agency owner. And she talks about how she's navigated the many challenges that's come both with business and health along the way. She opens up and shares about her struggles with physical and mental health conditions and how she's been able to restructure her business and her lifestyle to support that. She also talks about how she's had to reframe her mindset to go from seeing her current situation as a limitation to now being her superpower. And so I hope no matter what you're going through right now, Kendall's story can inspire you to show up candidly and to use your story as your superpower as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Create with Confidence podcast. Today is a very exciting episode because we have Kendall in the house. So we met two years ago a group coaching program yeah and we have just expanded our friendship from there you've been a client or still are and I've helped you build out your agency and watch you transform and you've had a lot of ups and downs throughout that whole process that's why I think you are the perfect person to have on this episode hopefully your story and your journey can be super inspiring but can you give a little bit of introduction who you are and what you do to the listeners yeah sure I am now a digital marketing agency owner so I was freelancing for about two years before starting my agency. I come from like a media background, so radio. I wasn't an announcer. Everybody asked me that. No. (laughs) No. I live in North Queensland. It's pretty sweaty most of the time. (laughs) And, yeah, that's that's about it. That's that's my life. (laughs) Just working from home and, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. (laughs) I've got nothing else. I don't really have an exciting life. (laughs) yes you do and we're gonna talk about it because your life is yeah very exciting but in lots of different ways so can you tell us a little bit about your transition from being a digital freelancer to now being an agency owner and what are a like why did you make that transition but also what are some of the challenges that you've had to deal with throughout that whole process Anyone else who's been through the process themselves will know it's always going to be challenging. But I feel like me personally, I've definitely had some extra challenges along the way. The whole reason I started working for myself was one, because I was made redundant from my radio job. And two, because I was just like having a hard time working for anyone else. And I wanted to do my own thing. And I just started my own business. and. 
I knew that I needed that sort of flexibility for my health, for my mental health, and that would only come if I was my boss. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, after years, pretty much my whole life, I've struggled with depression and anxiety. I've also had a bunch of chronic pain conditions as well. Um, also a lot of unexplained stuff. I'm still trying to find it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's fun. But that really was a major reason for wanting to just go out solo and start my own thing. Not so much wanting to, like I had to. That was my yeah. only option. I, and just, yeah. And now that I've done it, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can't work for anyone else ever again. <laughs> it's almost it like, like that. Yeah. So many people, they go off on their own and then they're like, yeah, no, like how did I do that for so long? And I feel like for you especially, I've been able to watch your journey and the things that you have been able to overcome throughout that whole process. Like you said, you've had chronic mental health, physical health issues throughout this whole process. And you honestly wouldn't be able to stay in a full-time job through that for a lot of time. So yes, a lot of people go into starting their own business because they want more freedom and they want more money and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes it goes a lot deeper than that, that this is the only way for some people. And I feel like you can fit into that category. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think as well, when I had the full-time job, it's not that I wasn't struggling with these things. It's that I would just mask it and hide it. And it actually made me sicker and made me worse and made me lose my passion. And, like, recently I've been diagnosed with ADHD, so passion is, like, a very big thing because I'm interest-based nervous system, so (laughs) I don't have natural motivation. I have to like what I do. So that also makes sense why, without even knowing I had ADHD, I chose to do something I liked. Yes. Um, And chose to do something with flexibility, which I like. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's the thing. At the end of the day, it still comes back down to that whole we want more freedom. We want more flexibility. Yeah. And if for you, it's I need it for all of these additional things too. And I feel like yeah. you now opening up your agency, that gives you more flexibility, more freedom to be able to literally just, like you said, focus on the things that you love because otherwise it's not happening. It's not getting done. So can you give us some reasons as to why you decided to go down the agency path rather than you could have just stayed as digital freelancer? Why did you choose to start your agency? I guess for the same reasons I started freelancing to begin with, really, it was just a matter of, yeah, like following the thing that I loved the thing that gives me freedom and how do I get more freedom and continue to build and grow but in a way that didn't stress me out fully and to be fair it has been stressful (laughs) but I actually feel more energized and more yeah like able to grow when I have more people around me who can support me because I think it's very lonely when you're on your own as a freelancer Mm, and I was lucky that at that time I was freelancing I freelanced for my mum's business so Physically, I had someone near me, but it wasn't as lonely, luckily, because it was COVID, so it would have been very lonely otherwise. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think it was very much like what I wanted to receive when I used to work for other people is what I want to give to people now. So I want to give them flexibility and understanding of work-life balance and health conditions and whatever your limitations are, work that fits around that, but also just that kind of, team environment where you're all like self-sustaining independent people but you just want to hang out sometimes or chat (laughs) sometimes and just just have someone there that you're connected to 
through the same passions and interests who just gets it. Mm. Um, yeah. And we so often have those chats. We, we do, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am a part of Kendall's agency and I help her out with a lot of her VA stuff as well and we'll have our catch-ups and they go for so long because half the time we're just <laughs> catching up and we're chatting and yeah. that's also the benefit of being able to build an agency out is you don't have employees you just have friends who have become friends essentially who are experts in yeah. their field that can all collaborate together and I feel like that's so powerful because you're able to give them the same things that you were craving like you said Yep, yep. And that sort of community of just like people and like the flexibility and freedom for them as well and to be mm. trusted with their zone of genius. I never really felt like I had that in full-time jobs. Mm. You're given tasks, but it doesn't mean that you would specifically be given things that are in your zone of genius. Yes. Like full-time work doesn't work like that. No, I, you're totally right. Yeah. So this is something where I can delegate tasks for people who are best suited to something or who love something and they can say no to something they don't like because I want that for myself and I want that for them. Mm. So then I guess that brings up a lot of challenges too, right? Because if they say no or they're not available, talk me through some of the challenges that you've had then through pivoting that if other people who are thinking, oh, yeah, I might want to start an agency and I love the sound of this, what are some things that you maybe weren't aware of that kind of presented themselves and how were you able to, like, manage that, manage a team? It's a challenge, right? Yeah, it is challenging because I'm also at the stage where I don't have full-time employees. I don't have anyone on the books full-time right now, so it's just managing between about 10 or 11 different contractors with different skills. And their availability is also going to be different because they have their own business. Mm. I have come up a few times where I will be asked to do a project and I think this person is perfect for it and then they don't have availability for six months. <laughs> so it, it can come up with those roadblocks depending on your contractor's availability, their time as well, whether they want to do it energetically. <laughs> mm. it's, yeah, it's those things do just pop up and you just have to deal with it. Sometimes it's a matter of finding another contractor. Sometimes it's just having a rethink, is this actually a project I want to do? Can I just recommend someone else? Or can I work on a referral basis with other contractors that I might not necessarily want them on my team all the time, but I'm happy to refer them and then you have 10% bonus or something. And then that way you still get something for providing the professional they need. I feel like that's um, actually so a really great out, tip. But yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Out. That's also great for people who don't even need to have an agency for that, right? Anybody, yeah, if, exactly. let's say you're a social media manager and you're like, yeah, I don't really do web. I know this person over here who does. If you have somebody coming yep. to you who is, oh, I wanted my socials done and I also am thinking of doing this, then you can recommend them. And yep. you're building out your community as well as you're getting a kickback too. And you know that they're in good yep. hands, but you don't have to be the middle person managing it and dealing with all the communication and all the back and forth and the everything that kind of comes with that too so I love that idea I think that's super helpful yeah and that's like the reason I chose my business name as well candid marketing co the co Mm. was like I want to leave that to interpretation whether it's company or collaboration or collaborative because that's how I want to approach things is like very collaborative community I just I know people or I'll find the right people for you. I don't want it to be like stiff 
fall for it. It's <laughs> that yes. yeah, it's, my whole thing is like being able to find the right people to help you, even if it's not me. Yeah, That's and fine. I feel like your approach still to, there to help. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think your approach to running an agency is very different to a lot of people as well because the yeah. reason why they want to start their agency is to be more professional and to have a team behind them so they've got that credibility whereas you're like breaking it all down and you're like hey I'm a human behind this this is just how we are and we only work with people who get our vibe and are the same as us and I feel like you attract a lot of the clients you do because of that mm-hmm. message that you put out that is your unique selling point yeah Yeah, I agree. I think it's because it's already stressful to be in business at all when you have those sort of boundaries or filters where Mm -hmm. people are attracted to you for certain reasons, then it just makes it easier like on the back end of dealing with quoting and dealing client one-on-one meetings and different things like that when they're already the type of person that you want to work with before they come to you. Yes. then, Then it's just simpler and easier for everybody involved. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And especially when it comes to, and I'm going to bring it back to what you said before about how you were recently diagnosed with ADHD, you are so open and transparent with everything that you're going through. And so you only take on people who are going to be okay with that and are aware of those things and understanding about those things as well because they're the type of clients that you want to work with. So can you... Give us a little bit of a background into like your diagnosis and if there was any limiting beliefs that came up about like yourself and your business and how you've been able to overcome that and and navigate that process as well. And I know you're still going through it. Like you said, there's still lots of tests being run and all that kind of stuff. So it's always going to be an ongoing process, but give us a little bit of background into that because I'm sure there's going to be people who are listening who can relate to at least parts of your story. Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing is with a lot of creatives, most of us have some kind of mental health condition or something that unlocks a different part of our brain to be able to be so creative. So honestly, it was no surprise to me that I had ADHD in a way because I don't have the hyperactivity. I just have the inattentiveness. So that used to be called ADD, but now everything is categorized with ADHD. So in a way, I was like, oh, thank God, this is the diagnosis I needed to make sense of everything, to have the awareness of why certain things are so hard and things that the other people are doing it normally and you think, oh, (laughs) it should be easy, but for me it's really difficult. So with that comes a lot of things like self-doubt and imposter syndrome and like you have built-in lack of self-confidence because of that. Mm -hmm. So regardless of what I do with my self-care or self-talk or any of that, it's built into me where... I will second-guess things. I will forget things. You know, there's so many hurdles daily that come up, like simple basic habits that are forgotten because my brain is not wired like a regular brain, which it does affect things like client work, but not if I'm really interested and passionate about it. So that's been the game-changer in finding out, okay, it's not that I'm lazy. It's not that I can't focus. It's not that I'm just a distracted person. It's that... I will work so hard for the things that I love in four hours and the rest of the day I need to do things that I love outside of that to be able to function. If I don't, I won't do anything that. <laughs> Which is <laughs> yeah. awful. It, it makes me sound lazy when you say it like that. But there are so many people out there. I think my psychologist said it was like one in one in four people has ADHD and they either don't know or 
they do, but it's a pretty high percentage of people in our population that are neurodivergent. And, yeah, wow. Uh, I would say a lot of them, even from my personal experience, a lot of them are business owners. A lot of them are entrepreneurs and creatives. Mm. And whether they know they have ADHD or not or any other sort of mental health condition, naturally they gravitate towards just doing creative things or following a different path or feeling like they just don't fit in with the normal. Mm. And nine-to-five jobs, although they provide a lot of stability, don't allow for that flexibility to use parts of your brain that you really want to use that just come naturally to you. Challenges and benefits. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's the thing as well is a lot of the time, I shouldn't say a lot of the time, some of the time, people get these diagnoses and they're like, oh, no, now I have to change this and I have to do things differently. But in your case, you've been able to look at it as if it is your superpower and go, oh, yeah. I already knew that this is how I was I was already doing these things and it's now given me permission to go, oh, okay, that's why. I know now why these things are really difficult or I know that I'm not lazy and it allows you to then refocus your energy into the areas that, like you said, really light you up. And in a way, it is your superpower to be able to go and really become successful in your chosen field because the nine to five is just not, it's not the way for you. And so many people these days who have gone against the grain, it's because there's so much more opportunity as well. Yeah. So I can only imagine like how many people, like you said, what, one in four? That's crazy. Yeah, that is so percentage. crazy. There's so many people out there in nine to five these days who are dealing with all of these things and they've got their own battles and their own challenges with still having these things whether it be depression, anxiety, ADHD, whatever it is, whatever you're going through, somebody, you, everyone's going through something. So yeah. to be able to have that freedom and that flexibility, that's huge. That's huge just to yes. at least get you started. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people who aren't built for this either, but yes. people who are listening that will resonate will know that's them. They'll just know, okay, I need that flexibility or I I maybe have not been listened to with my ideas from previous jobs. That's mm. a big one as well that I realised, oh, my brilliant ideas were always squashed in the past and I never want to be that leader for someone else. That's why I encourage them to use their skills and say yes and no to projects they actually like because mm. I don't want them to feel like their ideas are squashed or they're forced to do something. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So talk, tell me about some of the other silver linings the positives that have come throughout this whole process as well yeah I guess the positive is just the awareness of ADHD affects a lot of different things even the physical chronic illnesses that I have yeah my psychologist has even mentioned that it's possible a lot of my physical problems have come from being undiagnosed for 29 years mm. <laughs> I didn't know and there's a lot of stress that goes on your body when you don't know how to deal with things and you're just figuring it out along the way. Definitely. Um, but also the positive of that is I've learned to become very good at winging it. <laughs> <laughs> I am just, I actually work better if I just trust myself and do things because part of ADHD is the chronic overthinking. But that also means that we pay attention to detail and we read situations differently. We have a big perspective of things. We're also very empathetic. Yeah, 
I think that helps when it comes to understanding an audience, changing systems, changing strategies. It, yeah, it gives you a bit of a different perspective to a, a regular brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, I think for me, going forward, it affects my work times. So mm-hmm. I can work in short bursts. So mm-hmm. it's like the ideal billionaire life of working four <laughs> hours a day. I have to do that. I cannot work more than four hours without my brain feeling completely fried. So that's just a strategy for me. Other people might work differently. But, but yeah, that's realizing, oh, okay, that's why I got so tired after a certain time or that's why my body clock is so thrown out. That's why my eating is thrown out. All these different basic things that affect how you live and you work. It just gives me that sort of the tools to understand myself better and work with all these things. Because mm. really, that is a superpower. I can get done in four hours what most people get done in two days. Yes. You are Realistically, a I can work worker. <laughs> Outside of those four hours, though, it has to be very much filled with things that are fun or I love or, or restful things because my energy and my brain power is not the same. My brain is continually going but it doesn't mean that I'll be able to physically keep up with it. So that's why the short window is my go-to for actual working time now. But because your brain is going so quickly all of the time, you you get burned out so quickly. So you've only got that short attention span to focus on one thing because you've got so many other things going on all at once as well. There was something else Mm -hmm. that you mentioned that I want to bring back around to you and that was that you said that you are like the master of winging it right and this goes against everything that we have been told about building a business and in a way like coming with this diagnosis and things like that comes a lot of stripping back everything that you thought about yourself and about the way you've been taught that you need to work that you have to do the eight hours you're like actually I can only do four but in that time I can get so much more done and I was reading some statistic the other day about they're trying to trial the four-day work week rather than the five-day work week right and they were saying that people spend 20% I don't know the actual statistics the actual figure I'm making this up but let's just say that it's 20% of their time actually just doing nothing going and having a chat at the water cooler or they're photocopying something or they spend 20 minutes in the bathroom just to have a break whereas if you were literally trying to get everything done within those four days you'd still be just as productive and so Mm. I think it comes yeah with a lot of rewiring and finding a new way and being okay that it's not the traditional path and that it's still okay to do it in that way yeah Yeah, absolutely. That's also part of my human design too. So being a manifesting generator, we're very much built to create our own path. Mm. So yeah, that was interesting to learn about my human design as well as the superpowers of ADHD as well. Yeah, I think the combination actually goes quite well in some instances. Mm. Yeah, I'm a projector, so I can relate to you being like, yeah, I've got like a short attention span. I don't necessarily have a short attention span per se, but I am very powerful when I'm working in quick, short bursts. And I find that Mm. if I'm working for a really, like, you know, and for like things that I'm really passionate about, I can work for a really long time. Don't get me wrong. But I noticed that when I was working back my nine to five, it wasn't utilizing my time the best possible way because I was forced to be there for eight hours of a day when really 
I'm only good for the first four to six. And I need regular breaks throughout that time as well, where we've always been told that you're lazy or you're unproductive if you're not doing it in those ways. And we learn to mask it. But at the end of the day, it's not bringing us happiness, not bringing us fulfillment throughout that whole thing. And I guess the same thing goes, like you said, 29 years of being undiagnosed. Like we need more awareness around these things that we're not all built one way and that one way is not going to be the same for all and the best for all. Yep. Yeah. I think there's creative industries as well, like being entrepreneurial. It leaves room for being different. Like it leaves room for you to create your own path. And Mm. there's so many expectations with sort of nine to five corporate world versus the industry that we're in. Technically, it's all the same industry if you're thinking of marketing. (laughs) But when you're like an entrepreneur at home, business that that you don't have a main office you don't have a hundred stuff then that leaves more room for individual individuality (laughs) individuality and just that freedom to yeah be different and work differently and that there are no rules just make up your own rules along the way and that you'll still find clients because people also want to work with you I totally agree with you. We think it needs to be one way, but your ideal clients are coming to you because you are different. So utilizing your superpower is what's going to actually make you stand out, whatever your superpower may be. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to worry about that. I've always been a chronic oversharer, and now I know that's actually a symptom of ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was just a personality trait. But that is something I've always done. I've always been very transparent and open and candid, and that's just my communication style. I used to worry getting into business, is that professional? Will people like that? I'm different. I don't want to operate the same way as other people. Turns out clients come to me for that specific reason. Mm, I think also handed in the name helps with that filter to begin with Mm. Um, and also in the way that I write content and email people, my communication is setting that tone all the time. Mm. So I, I realistically don't have a problem with putting people off and I also don't care anymore (laughs) like I've gotten past that I'm being worried about what people will think because I can harness that as my individual strength Mm. being different because not everybody's like me yeah everybody has their own thing and there's going to be people who relate to that whether it's your journey whether it's your story whether it's your branding whether it's the way you look the way you sound things like that yeah Everybody will connect to you for some reason. And if they don't, that's because there's somebody else out there that they're going to connect with and that's okay. You're not designed to get along with everybody, to work with everybody. And I think that's definitely something that we fall into. I was talking with a a student the other day about niching down. She said, if I pick one niche, then I can't work with everybody. And I'm like, hey, we don't want to work with everybody. (laughs) That's the point is having those set, boundaries around what it is that makes you different is actually going to attract people way quicker than being open to everybody and I think you do that so well with all the content you put out there the way you show up in the world so I think it's yeah it's inspiring everybody should check Kendall out and you should also sign up to our newsletter because I help her write them (laughs) yes my fantastic (laughs) virtual assistant (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> awesome. So if anybody yeah. does want to reach out or work with you, tell us a little bit about your agency, what you offer, and also if there's anything else that you want to promote while you're at it. Yeah, I have recently, I haven't even told everybody this yet, I've scrapped the brand design part. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be offering branding personally, but what we talked about before about referral basis, that's mm-hmm. going to continue. So I still know a bunch of people, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> yes. So branding will just be a referral basis, but I'm just going to be a solely social media marketing agency now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just everything you need with digital, socials, that's me, strategy, yep. <laughs> planning, content. Bought myself the new iPhone 14 Pro, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here I'm we converted go. to an iPhone user. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Apple lover. Once you go Apple, you will never go back. I strongly believe that. And I encourage everybody that I talk to, to get an apple. So welcome to the club. I'm proud to welcome you. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome to the dark side. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Welcome to the dark side. You'll never leave Uh, us now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely one of those industry tools that's a bit of a necessity, I'd say. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. For some reason, this is called the Create with Confidence podcast and we often talk about this whole idea of a big permission slip, that being okay with where you're at. And I feel like a lot of the time we're so hard on ourselves and I feel like this has just been another one of those lessons to give yourself permission, be okay with where you're at. So thank you so much for sharing your story. I've loved having you on. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 